I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, actually, I'm very excited about this uh, episode. Been a, a so big so am I. Big fan of this guest for uh, a long time. You, you've been a fan of this guest for a long time? Well, I mean, I guess I've, she's been on TV. You know, our whole lives, right? Been on TV, well, she's been on TV for 25 years. 24 years. T- nearly 25 years. 25 yeah. years and six months. So that's when her birthday yeah. is, as we find out on the podcast. She's also a bit of an inspiration in the podcast world as well. You know, she's Huge inspiration in the podcast world. So, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see from our title, we have Fern Cotton on the podcast. Very exciting. She has a wonderful podcast, Happy Place. If you haven't listened to it yet, go and check it out. And we have a great chat with her today chat about life, social media, podcasting, Hillary Clinton. She's a professional podcaster. You, you've got to give it to her. She knows exactly. She's, 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 uh, she's very good at it. Do you know what? Maybe we should interview each other at some point. Yeah, that's true. I think we've done that already, though. <clears throat> Wait, or, how or, we... or we, what, you, we interview, I interview you and then you interview me. Yeah. Or you interview me and then I interview you. Yeah. Like part one... Part one, I interview you. Then part, part two, no, you interview part two. me. Don't we do that every bonus episode on Wednesday anyway? If you haven't checked out those bonus episodes, go give, give, give it a listen. Actually, I thought our one that we did yesterday was pretty good. Uh, Fern, Fern's actually just DM'd me, so... Oh, uh, yeah? She hasn't DM'd you, has she? No, no, she, well, because you told her to DM you in the episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I did. That's true. Listen, uh, we should probably get into it without further ado because we're delaying the inevitable. Uh, That sounded like it's a negative. It's not. This is a wonderful, wonderful episode of Private Parts. Um, As always, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you want to get involved in our bonus episodes, be listener of the week or send us a story or review or give a nomination of a charity or community of your choice that we want to give some helping hand of money to, um, send us your recommendations through our contact at privatepartspodcast.com or Instagram at privatepodcast. Just DMS or send us an email. Frankie, I'm really excited about this one, so why don't you intro it, baby boy? Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, mother, broadcaster, writer, founder of Happy Place, at Happy Place Official... Fern Cotton on the podcast. Fern, I don't know if you've had this. You probably haven't. I, th- I think you're you're probably quite healthy, Fern. I I can't. I've got a problem at the moment with eating, and for the yeah. first time, it's because now I'm 32, nearly 33. I wake up in the morning and I've got I've got a belly. I've got like a little bit of a. That's a good thing. Is that a good love thing? Love that, love that little belly. You know, this is an extraordinary year, and we're just doing our best to get through it, aren't we? I'm, I'm in and out of that snack cupboard all day long at the moment, and I just don't care. Do you mean, <laughs> Jamie? Do you mean you've got a belly, as in like your, your, you've got a beer belly, or you've, or it's you, not, you bloating, it's not a beer belly, bloated. It's not a, it's not a beer belly. It's, 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 
it, it's like a little like you can shake it. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah you got a pouch. Just, lo- just love it. Love that little pouch and feel grateful that you've been filling that little pouch with food and not doing something worse. What would I be filling it with that would make it worse? Well, not necessarily <laughs> filling your pouch with anything worse, but turning to an other awful habitual habit or just new bad okay. habit. Stick with the biscuits, Jamie. <laughs> Oh, Fern, also, um, I just wanted to say I am so happy that we managed to persuade you to come on this podcast because I feel like, you know, I've said this to you, I, I feel like you are the queen of podcasts because you sort of started your your wonderful one, Happy Place, um, about five years ago now. I think it was about five, four years ago. Oh, maybe five. four. Yeah, I think four years ago, something like that. Yeah, we've something. done over 100 episodes, which is wonderful. It's amazing. Wow. And I, I'm a big fan of it. And um and I think I think you're the kind of say I think for me and Francis you're the same. It's kind of saved us doing these oh. podcasts. Do you yeah, not? Do yeah, you not think so? You know, I think you're right. I think because we feel so disconnected at the moment, and we're not, you know, having mates over for a cup of tea or even you know doing anything remotely fun. It's so nice to talk to interesting people and just it's true. really revel in just chatting and there being no other agenda. I I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. it too. No, it's been it's been it. it's been amazing to like every week just be able to, you know, well, catch up with you, Jamie. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks, but that's what I was waiting for. You said that with a real <laughs> lack of sincerity there, Francis. I'm not sure what was behind that. <laughs> no, but so unauthentic. It's like he's been it's like he's been held at gunpoint and forced to say it. <laughs> no. I love how no. he always corrects your diction. It, it kills I'm, me. All I'm the time. You're relentless, oh, Francis. Thank you. know, you, I'm just fun. trying to educate Jamie. You're like the Instagram police who go, I think you'll find you put the comma in the wrong place. <laughs> and uh, uh, but but also, you know, every week get to like you say, Fern, speak to someone new and interesting about something. And and I guess ours is a very, let's say, politely loosely formatted, meaning that there's no real <laughs> format whatsoever. So it kind of is. It is really just a long rambling conversation, uh, which is nice. So it's been. A, I think it has been a lifesaver. What's with the bull? Oh, I'm I'm in Texas. Right. <laughs> that's, is that it? That's the only. That's the, so you have a bull. That's all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> that's him. I'm in Texas. That's a t- longhorn Texan longhorn bull. Got Do you it. Know what, I've made the connection now. <laughs> Do you know what's funny as well? Is that I, I, I developed. And maybe this is from doing television, but I developed about two years ago like a bit of social anxiety, and I'm a really like sort of outgoing kind of person. But the but I developed with my friends. I developed it weirdly, but actually doing the podcast. I had no anxiety doing it. And it was a weird thing, but actually I found it easier to chat to strangers for a bit yeah. than it was to yeah. chat to friends. But I don't get where that... And I think a lot of people have that. You mean yeah. you found it easier to chat to celebrities, to other celebrities, <laughs> Jamie? Well, you found it difficult to chat to strangers. <laughs> I, I, I know what you mean, because I feel the same. And I don't know if it's because... I don't know how much prep you guys do, but I, I do quite a good amount of prep before I do a podcast. So I feel pretty safe that wherever the conversation goes, I'll sort of be all right. And I've I kind of put together a bit of a forecast as to where it might go. Oh. Whereas if you're a bit of a control freak like me, when you are chatting to someone you bumped into at the, you know, news agent or someone's called you out of the blue, it's the unknown. Yes, and I'm not very good right. with that. I don't like speaking on the phone. 
because I don't know when it's going to end. Like, how yes. will I make this conversation <laughs> stop without That's going... What, so just, even ooh. voicemail, leaving a voicemail, I hate it. Because there's no I, response. Yeah. So you're, And then you, uh, do you find, like, after I've left a voicemail, I just completely forgot what I said. I'm like, did I say something really weird there? Or yeah, <laughs> the whole thing is awkward. But I think with a podcast... You're in the headspace of, I'm going into a big conversation. I want to find out something interesting, you know, and I know it's going to last roughly however your time limit is. Whereas if it's just random, you're not going to get into a deep chat on your local high street, are you really? You're going to do all of the, oh, isn't the weather bad? How's lockdown been? (laughs) Is your nan's leg all right? You tick all the boxes and it's just a sort of a dance rather than this is like, let's get into it. And I like getting into it. I hate small talk. I've got no time for it. Me me too. Oh my God. Yeah, but but small, small talk is bad. And you and it's it happens more so now because I'm sort of in West London and when pe- I see a lot of people running past me, saw one of our friends run past me today, and you you don't know you don't know what to say. Oh, you do that weird. Whoa! You sort of start. What have you to been panic. up to? Well, probably the same as you. <laughs> yeah, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Literally nothing. I I think I think what am I trying to get? I think my point is is that. You know, okay, and and fun, by the way, I, you know, for all of our listeners who haven't listened to your wonderful podcast, Happy Place, uh, you know what it sort of represents is you talk to people about how how they feel, how they how they deal with their emotions, um, and it's you know it's a sort of mental health podcast. If you had to sort of pigeonhole it, would you say it's that or? Yeah, I think so. I think it started off like that certainly because yeah. it felt like that's that was the aim of what I was doing at the time, and I think it's sort of broadened out because sometimes we're not talking about mental health we're talking about mental illness and that's a whole other thing that's you know something that requires you know different answers solutions and it has different complexities to if you are just talking about coping mechanisms or daily mental health so I don't know what it is anymore I think you know what I hope it is is a safe space for people to feel they can discuss quite exposing and vulnerable things that will in turn help other people. I think there's that's the only point of it now. Yeah, and I think that's my point. So I think my point was is that for some reason, right, in our current situation or just life, we find it easier to open up to strangers about how <clears throat> we're feeling than we do to our own individual friends or family members. You know, yeah. that, that, and I think, yeah. and I don't, I, st- I was trying to think about this. I guess people don't want to be a burden on, on you know, the, is that the what people it is? in there. That, you know, I, I think it takes they've... great effort, doesn't it, as yeah. well? It takes a lot of effort. Like, you know what I really realised? When I did Who Do You Think You Are, I don't know how many years ago that was, mm. I was sat with my mum and dad going, right, you know, tell me about your grandparents. And I was like, why have I not done this before? Why have I not asked yeah. about, you know, what did the, what did they do? Like, because you go around to your mum's house and you end up acting like a bit of a kid again and... Oh, I'm hungry, and you know, you just talk about how's your neighbour or whatever. You don't go, you don't go to the meat. Like, let's talk about this, the cool stuff and our ancestry, or even just like, tell me about when you and Dad met, or like, you just it's it's kind of awkward and it's not the norm. Whereas yeah. podcasting, that is the norm. So I think it's about breaking the norms, isn't it? And it's it's rare that you'll sit with a friend and go. Tell me about the worst time in your life. Like, you don't want to really go there without warning. Whereas yeah. podcast world, it's kind of a given now that's going to happen. Yeah. But, but then also, I feel like what happens because... I, I, don't know, Matt, I don't know if this happens to you, Fan, but I, and Francis with you as well, I now find that, firstly, because we've done so many podcasts, 
sometimes it's quite hard to step out of that like interviewing way when you <laughs> have like a dinner party. Like even with my brother. So uh how how you been feeling? Are they, are you yeah. sort of going well to, you like, feel yourself switched on in yeah. the, into the podcast <laughs> mode sometimes you feel at dinner. On. Well not dinner. It's not a bad thing, is it? It's not a bad thing. But also, yeah. do you get do you find it easier to interview? Because you you've pretty much interviewed people since you because your first ever TV job was when you were 15 years old. Yeah. Wow. So you've been interviewing people since you were Was that 15? on CBBC? First of all, I was actually on ITV for about, I don't know, four, three, four years. Then I moved to the BBC in my late teens. But I think we can use the term interviewing very loosely back then. Like it was literally, <laughs> hello, 911, the band. What's your favourite flavour crisps? And then they would say something. Are you going to do a song for... I mean, it was a beyond basic. And I think I probably you know, stuck to a very formatted kind of interview all through those years in my 20s because there was always a purpose behind it. You know, someone was selling something. They were releasing mm. an album or yeah. whatever it was and you couldn't really move outside of that. Whereas I've really learned that now, this doing this podcast, I've really learned and I am still learning. It's not like I've nailed it. I'm mm. learning every time I do one something new. And You uh, feel like yourself getting better. Oh, yeah. I, well, I fucking hope so. <laughs> It's been so long. I really hope I've well, got I mean, better. I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, even with even with pr- private parts, like we've done, I don't know how many episodes now, quite a few. But it's, it's it's something that you wouldn't think. Oh well, we can get better at that. But actually, we feel like we are kind of getting the hang of it finally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, it takes practice. Do you, do, do, yeah. do you ever get? Do, I don't know. I, I, do you ever get nervous? Fern, do you ever get nervous when you're interviewing someone? Like, like now, you're probably. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're I'm interviewing her, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> but do you ever do you ever get nervous whenever you have a yeah? Because because you're you're you met Hillary Clinton. Mm, yeah, like that was <laughs> terrifying. That wasn't nerve wracking. That was mega. because it was also pre-pandemic, so it was in the flesh. And I was oh, wow. I went to this hotel in in the in in the middle of London, and they were the only people in it. I think it was I didn't see anyone else in there. And there were these huge men everywhere with walkie-talkies, and it, it felt scary. And yeah. I was sat in a boardroom for about half an hour because I got there obviously super early to kind of get settled and go right. This is actually happening, and just knowing that. At any moment, she was going to walk in the door was just ridiculous. And I think the process is there's the anticipation. You hope you've done enough prep and and et cetera. And then there's the bit just before where you're really nervous. And then the first five minutes, I think you and the guest are both finding your feet. And often, if you haven't met them, you're sussing each other out. You're sizing each other up in a really positive way. Like, oh, I wonder how deep I can get into this chat and how quickly I can get into it. And the other person's going, oh, I wonder if I can feel relaxed around this person and if I trust them. And there's sort of a sweet spot, maybe like 15 minutes in, where I stop feeling nervous. Mm. And I'm like, I don't even think about anything. I'm just in it. But with the Hillary Clinton one, there were moments where... When I got into that nice sweet spot and that comfort of I know where I'm going with it, it's all flowing well and she's saying really brilliant things, that my head kept going, oh, my God, you're interviewing Hillary Clinton. Oh, my God, you're interviewing Hillary Clinton. And I just couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking that because it was just such a surreal God. moment. Uh, but, yeah, I still feel nerves. I would hate it if I didn't because that would mean I had nothing to lose. Yeah. And I love what I do, so I don't want it to end. And it makes you, it makes you focused, right? And it make makes sure you're on your game, right? You're, you're, it, it ensures that you do your prep as you as you feel necessary. Yeah, you know what, Francis? I don't have the self confidence to not be nervous. I'm not the sort of person who's like, 
I've been doing this for years. I know what I'm doing. I can interview anyone. <laughs> Every time I go to it's do... like ja- Jamie doing stand-up. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> So every time I go into that situation, I, in my head, I'm going, can I do this? Am I prepped enough? Uh, you know, yeah. will this person like me? Is this going to go okay? Will this be the one done episode of the series? You know, I'm, I feel like I've got everything to lose every time I do it because I don't have that natural self-esteem of I'm absolutely winning at life. I, I always expect to get some criticism or I'm waiting for it to some extent and I want to do my best. I really love what I do. So I, I think it comes from that place, really. So do you so still funny. hang out with uh, Hillary? So. <laughs> All the time. She was yeah. over here the other day wearing her face mask. We were having a great old chinwag. I mean, no, I've not seen her since, but um, but it was a moment I won't forget. Do you know what? Yeah. It, it's fun. It's so funny you say that because it is when you have these chats. And I suppose for like listeners listening to this, it's like having a, when you go to like a dinner party or whatever, you do, you find that sweet spot where suddenly you go, oh, okay, I now understand the dynamic between us. And uh, it's a sort of subconscious thing that suddenly happens when you're interviewing someone. And also what you do get is you, you can read a situation where suddenly you realise something is going really badly. And then you oh. know that you're... And when but you can go- turn it around. Yeah. I think you can- Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com turn it around like unlike at a dinner party where that sweet spot probably happens because you're a bit pissed in an interview you just have to rely on I think it's riding the wave yeah and reading the situation like reading is this the right time to ask this question or whatever and I remember when I interviewed Jada Pinkett Smith for the podcast again it was in the flesh in a studio I'd never met her before she obviously had no clue who I was I'm a big fan of hers and for the first 10 minutes I think she was really working out like do I want to do this do I want to answer these questions and I was trying not to be like desperately overly like oh my god and you're so amazing because that also (laughs) is counterproductive so I was trying to just gradually get to a place where it was two people having a chat and like breaking down that initial thing and when it happened with her it was like incredible like we had this intense conversation so it went from this awkward 10 minutes of oh my god does she want to be here to oh my god she is literally like her heart is speaking to my heart we are having this amazing chat woman to woman and it was just like at the end of it I could have cried with happiness it was so amazing so I think you just have to keep going and trying yeah. and, and also not letting your own insecurity turn your line of conversation into something negative or diggy or whatever. You've got yeah. to remain confident and nice. Like you can't let, if they're being a little bit off or whatever, you can't then start to let your insecurity change how you would naturally speak. So there's there's so many little nuances I, I, yeah. that I think count. And you've got to, you can't be like too deferential if you're really, if you really admire them. Like you've got to be kind of on the level with them so that you can feel like you're appreciating them rather than... than totally. Uh, you know what I find funny? It's, I guess it's one of those things like it, interacting with strangers is uh, sort of mom- in, incidents of road rage. 
Because often, like... Often it's like both people suddenly realise that maybe they're both a little bit in the wrong and then uh, you've just had had this like shouting match with someone out the window and then you drive off and you're like, you just feel like embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) We've all done it. We've all done it. We've all done it. And there's that, I think we pick road rage, interestingly, because... We've all got pent up things from the past or it might have happened earlier in that day and you're in the car so they, they can't even really see you. So you think, oh, wicked, I'll just vent that onto but the But it's stranger. the beeping as well, everyone's beeping and then you're like, hey, you know, and then, and then after all, right, you're, you're all, there's all this pent up anger and then you suddenly realise, oh, actually, sorry, it's actually my fault. I've done Fern, it so many times. Fern, I love the fact that you, something's irritating you the day and you think, oh, I just vented onto this complete stranger. Absolutely. I'd rather do that than vent it onto my husband so yeah you in the car there who I don't know he's just cut me up you're getting it <laughs> we have to we do have to ask that that normal thing which everyone asks you know you, you've been I heard on your podcast that you've been homeschooling and things like that and that's <laughs> yeah, it, that's quite full on isn't it having to do all of that this year and being a yeah. mum and things yeah I think for all parents out there it's been incredibly testing Um, I don't know a single parent who hasn't found it absolutely overwhelming because we're not meant to, A, be teachers and teach our kids. You know, there's a reason that schools exist because our kids don't, they're not listening to us. I don't care what we say. They don't listen to us normally. So why are they going to listen to us when we're trying to teach them how to do fractions or whatever? Do you know what I mean? And then also, I don't think we're meant to be with each other all day, that every day. Look, our, yes. our kids have just gone back to school and they were home for three months to the day. Wow. Yeah. And they were bored of us. We were kind of trying to think of new things to do all the time and they didn't want to do it. And, you know, it's it's no one's fault. It's just that's the way it's turned out. And it's it's not easy. It's just what it was really overwhelming. And, and also I was sort of juggling quite a lot of guilt because I really, really love my job. So, mm. you know, my husband was often in the house, doing the homeschooling. And I was in my little shed out here doing the radio show or podcast or I'm writing a new book. And I really had to, I I just struggled. I couldn't find peace with that one, that I was working, but I could be in there, just in the house there Mm. with the kids. So I I found it mentally just an absolute head fuck. Yeah, because I find that I find what's really hard. If I'm thinking, if I... I have an argument with my girlfriend, which sometimes happens. Um, I I find it very, I find it I find it hard to kind of come into the room and then do a podcast. I'm still thinking about the argument that yeah. I've had or something else that I have to do. I have to sort of. I, I've realised more and more that it's good. It I'm, means you're not a psychopath, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank God. And then I'm sitting doing a podcast. I happened with one of our last guest runs. Is that's what I was doing? I had to do it in the spare. And throughout the. The episode, I was just thinking in my head, I was going, fucking girlfriend, she doesn't know how hard this is, and you've now made it shit. <laughs> it's going it's on in my own job. Yeah, it's like that. It's a real job, right? <laughs> do you know what I mean, Fern? Do you it's get that? Really hard. Hard. Oh, God, I do. I so, I you so get it. You think it's a stupid it. little podcast? I have no idea. <laughs> Look, I so get it. I so get it. But you know what? There are moments where the podcast 
helps the situation. So I had this about a month ago. I interviewed Rhonda Byrne, who wrote The Secret. I was in the foulest mood. I felt absolutely awful. Mm. Everything was going wrong. I was down on myself. My confidence was really low. The podcast was at night because she was in Los Angeles. And I don't love recording at night because I start to just like yeah. deplete in personality. <laughs> no, my personality just goes. I don't have one. So I was really like, I don't know what how this is going to play out. And... She was so amazing and just so full of wisdom. And she was so, like, upbeat and, like, ethereal. She was like, it's like talking to sort of a a real-life angel. And I I sort of came downstairs and floated. And Jessie was like, who are you? Like, you were awful two hours ago. And now you're this sort of lovely person again. I just think it's the connection you get with individuals. I think, think, I think, I feel very sorry for my my little brother. He's 16 years old. He doesn't have a podcast. (laughs) He doesn't have a podcast. He doesn't have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But they use voice notes. (laughs) (laughs) But they don't actual people he knows. Because I tell you what, I tell you what it is. Okay, when I was younger, right, what what I connected with people with was like we'd go and you'd go and drink, you'd listen to music, you would uh, connect over sports, you know, whatever it was. And I feel like the younger generation lack that now. They they connect over TikTok and social media, and and it's it's so it's it's not as authentic I, I don't think and you know and the reason why I love podcasting is because you chat and you meet and you converse and all those different things and I just don't think the younger generation do that as much as we do and perhaps that's me sounding old and me just going oh you're never going to be saying this but I feel Francis is a podcast <laughs> you little runt <laughs> <laughs> no I know what you mean I think it is um like I've got stepkids who are teenagers and mm. you know they are obviously on their phones a lot um, and especially during the pandemic, you know, you can't really strip that away from them because that's all they've got at the moment. That's the only way they're connecting with other kids. But, you know, like say when I was growing up in the 90s and I was a teenager, you were doing exactly what you, you've just said, you know, really simple stuff like you're getting drunk in the park, you go yeah. to someone's house, you were talking about the bands you were listening to, you were talking about boys you fancied or if it was you know, mixed groups, everyone fancied each other. And it was just really simple and really fun. And I think we really learned how to have conversations, give eye contact, all that Mm. stuff. And I'm not, I don't want to sound patronising because there are loads of young people that are brilliant at doing that. But I think it's harder to get good at it because you can just record a really slick little TikTok video. You're doing the little dance and your makeup's all good. And that is supposed to represent your personality. Whereas that's performative and it's been manipulated or whatever. And it's not really... You. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, and I, I don't know. I don't really understand TikTok, so I pr- probably aren't, you know. Look like um, you did with that TikTok dance. You just, yeah. <laughs> you just it's because I'm so young and cool. Yeah, you've done this um, <laughs> no, I really, I tried to, I once downloaded it because I thought I need to know what this thing is. Yeah. Yes. And I just didn't understand it instantly and deleted it again. I was like, I don't know what I'm meant to be looking at or how I'm meant to do my own video. I don't understand it. Like that's I, me too. I, the same thing happened to me. I tried to tried to work it out, and then I suddenly had this, uh, you know, vision of myself actually knowing what how to use it. And I said, I don't want to live in a world where I'm on TikTok. <laughs> I just feel like yeah. I'm at the age now where yeah. if I were to bust out a sort of <laughs> little mix routine, mouthing the words, <laughs> I could not go to the school gates with you know my face showing. Jamie loves it. <laughs> yeah. 
I do it, but if I'm telling you, I do it, but it's like self-validation, right? I do it because I just put it, if I'm telling you, what do, I don't, what, no, I really love dancing to Buster Rhymes. Do you do the dances? Because I know there's other stuff you can do, like cooking, can't you, like facial, I don't know, yeah, no, I what don't are you do, doing on it? I don't really you on it for the on it for the twerking. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do it because, what do I do? I, I do, I, sup, I, I feel like I'm quite creative and... Um, and I think it's like an outlet to put things. What is it's actually? You're really selling it. I'm really selling it. I'm really trying to sell it without <laughs> sounding super lame. I quite like it because it's an outlet for creativity. I quite like doing fun videos. Um, I've recorded and done stuff ever since I was like 14 years old. I used to record videos and do different things. And so I quite like it for that way. The problem is, is that you go onto TikTok and you get, you, you swipe through. And actually for me now, having had this lockdown, I've now gone to that place where social media didn't really affect me one bit. I was just like, oh, I just don't look at it. But now because we are so stuck not doing anything, I realise yeah. how much social media does affect you in terms of uh, making you jealous, making you frustrated, making you irritated, making you angry, making you yeah. upset, making you happy. It gives you all these emotions at once and your day can be changed by social media, which I just don't think is a very good Thing. No, yeah. it's not a good thing because it's not real. And this not is what real. I worry about, <clears throat> again, without wanting to sound patronising because there are young people that won't fit into this category at all. But and it, and it isn't exclusive to teenagers, but I do think because they haven't known anything else, it might mm. affect them more. You know, I can remember a time clearly without having a phone and certainly without having social media whilst I was working, you know. For half of my career, there was, well, more than that, there was no social media and it was bliss. God, the good and old I think, days. The good yeah. old days. And I do sound like an old fart, but I don't actually care because I think so we all, you know, even I'm going to turn 40 this year and I will even, like you've just said, look at something on Instagram and instantly feel like, Oh God! Well, am I meant to be? Am I meant to be doing TikTok? Does that make me a failure because I'm not go. on it? That's people what I mean. yeah. not think that I'm relevant, and you go into a spiral, a vortex of self-loathing, and it's like it doesn't exist. It's just a, a, another world on a phone that's not reality. Like, and you have to compartmentalize. Right, that's sort of for fun on there, and then in my real life, right, am I a decent person? Oh, let's go back to even more basic sort of stuff than that. Am I breathing? Yes. You know, am I? Um, okay in this moment hopefully yes oh there might be a nice sky outside my window and there's some birds flying around. okay that's all lovely who's in my life oh some great friends and family and you start to build the the reality of what's going on whereas social media morphs all of that and actually all it does is pull focus to something that's not actually important because yeah. it's and not. pull you, know, you away it's, from it's, other people from connecting yeah. with people around you I, I i find like i actually really hate social media but I, I also find I don't know if you agree, if you feel this as well like the more and more because I'm, I'm not on TikTok I'm not like really on I've, I've kind of I've, I to be honest I've muted everyone on social media so I don't go on it only in, unless you I just muted go me <laughs> no no I didn't mute you I muted most people but but because I find it stops me going on and mindlessly scrolling but I, I, I do find, like, I feel increasingly disconnected from that generation who are, like, on TikTok and, or, you know, I don't know what a WAP is or any of that stuff. But, but I f feel like, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, there's, like, a whole culture of that generation, which I just don't understand. Mm. I think that's what's meant to happen. Like, if, yeah, we was, if I was dressing like my stepdaughter and doing... <laughs> all the TikTok videos or using the language they use, etc. I just don't know if that, 
if that would be right. Yeah. I don't think there's no right or wrong, but I just don't know. I think she would be more uncomfortable with that than anything. And, you know, if I look at my parents' generation, of course, like their music differences, uh, the music tastes differ. And, and you know, the sort of the TV shows they watch and, the, and the, their influences and the people that they look up to, it, it, it's just ever changing. And I don't think we have to feel this pressure to keep up with everything. That's the I problem. Think no, that's like Jamie. what we have to do is, <laughs> you know, like enjoy the bits that you enjoy if it makes you feel good. But there shouldn't be a pressure that you have. That's what I. That's why no, I no. think I've relented from being on TikTok. Like I, I like using Instagram. I'll use Twitter occasionally, but Instagram I find. I do have a nice dialogue with people that feels, you know, genuine and it feels yeah. helpful to me and it feels helpful to them. And I really enjoy that. But I've got no fear that I have to keep up and be on Snapchat, TikTok, all these other things yeah, yeah. Um, because I'm quite content with what I'm doing and where I'm at. And if it's all too many, you're doing all these things. Are you really enjoying it or are you doing it out of fear? I think you have to kind of. That's totally it. So are you, are you doing the, the other things that you could be doing? You know, which may be more productive with your time, like reading a book or exactly uh, yeah. doing a podcast with uh, with Fern Cotton. <laughs> there you go, Francis. Quite. You know, Fern, that is absolutely that's such good advice, and people Jamie, like myself should take it on board. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's it's really really is, good advice. He is actually. I don't know if you've noticed this, Fern, but he's he's always he's he's always on top of the latest trend, right? <laughs> <laughs> You love Cardi B, right? <laughs> Come on. Okay, listen, uh, we got to that moment in the podcast, <clears throat> Francis, where we need to have the question of the week. <laughs> All right. Yeah, ready. What Go. occupation did uh, uh, the person who invented cotton candy have? What was his job? I thought this was because it's like fern cotton. <laughs> okay. There's your link. I like it. Okay. I like that. Well, I'm imagining it had nothing to do with the confectionery world, <clears throat> and he yeah. was trying to do something else, and it went wrong, and he invented cotton candy. I'm just trying to think backwards. What would he have been attempting to do? Yeah. Was he? A, was he a, a mechanic, an engineer? A mechanic, an engineer. I love it, fun. You went, oh, what do you think? Ah, oh, just fuck it, I'm just going to guess. He's about, <laughs> I'm going to go, yeah, yeah. Tree surgeon. Don't know, Francis. I'm going to say tree surgeon. <laughs> right. Oh, it's cling on for part it's two, ironic. everybody. It's ironic. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's cling on for... Fern, you're going to stick around for part well, two? Well, I have to now because I need to know the bloody answer. There we go. We'll see you in part two, everybody. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.